Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, how the heck are you today? Yeah, it's getting colder here as autumn has hit us with a vengeance, so we've been getting the fire lit, and it's uh, it's getting nice and cozy. But uh, you got to wrap up warm when you go outside. Yes, yes, yeah. you do. How are you? Well, it's about the it's about the same over here. I'm I'm peachy. I can't I can't complain. I guess that's good. Um, I'm uh, I'm excited to be recording a, n- a new mini episode. Uh, our regular listeners will know we we had a hiatus for a little while there, but we're back in the swing of things now. So we're we're mixing up our full episodes and our mini episodes, and so uh, we haven't recorded one of these in a while. But we always have a good time sharing our our top five lists. We certainly do. Yes, yeah, be good to. Uh... To see what uh, each of us have got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested tonight. This is an interesting one today, Phil. Uh, why don't, before we get into that, though, why don't you tell people what our uh, top five mini episode list is this episode? Yeah, for this one, we're going to be looking at our top five favorite scenes involving fire in some way. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a pretty simple way of putting it's it. It's <laughs> simple as that. You know, we just uh, light the match. Yeah, and let's see what comes out. And um, and and what was the inspiration for this? You should you should share that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> I could remember. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's uh, the main reason for this as well is because uh, the beginning of November, the fifth of November, to be exact, over here in the UK, it's Guy Fawkes Night or Bonfire Night, where we remember, remember the fifth of November, and we light bonfires and light fireworks because of that dude who wanted to blow up Parliament but didn't quite manage it. Right. But I'm sure some people in this day and age, you know. We'll be egging him on. Politics, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what's going on? Anyway, right, that's another right. thing. But it's also a, lot, a good reason to watch uh, V for Vendetta, which is set around at the same time as well. I mean, yeah, there's always it's always a good time to watch V for Vendetta. That is an amazing film that I'm a huge fan of. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's not a holiday that has a lot of significance over here in the U.S. I think most people have kind of heard of it or are familiar yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Guy Fox Day and probably largely because of V for Vendetta. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a kind of – we mentioned that and thought about it. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, we can, we can tie that in. This episode should be airing uh, pretty close to uh, to Guy Fox Day, if not if not right around the exact time. So, uh, yeah, we thought we'll do top five movie scenes involving fire. So uh should be a fun little list to get to. I'll be curious to see – if we have a lot of overlap, there's a lot of differences because it's a, it could be kind of a wide-ranging list, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it all depends. And again, it's one of those lists as well. You could do it another day and come up with a totally different top five. Yeah. Just just as you go, you know, as your memory goes, oh, yeah, oh, I forgot about this one, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But by the same token, yeah. it, it also wouldn't surprise me if we had the exact same five <laughs> movies on our list because some of the scenes I've picked are so memorable yeah. that to me it's like, well – those are some of the obvious ones. So I don't, I don't know which way it's going to go, you know. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm not sure whether I was doing it whether I was going, oh, am I thinking of the obvious ones or am I thinking of ones which aren't so obvious? Right. Or then try, I think I put my, my, my head in a little bit of a spin. But we'll, we'll <laughs> right. Yeah. right. You might overanalyze it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, um, why don't you kick things off then and give us your number five. Okay. Well, my number five is uh, on a desert island with Tom Hanks and it's Castaway. When he finally, after many, many hours and probably a day or two of trying to light a fire after being uh, shipwrecked or plane wrecked on the other down, he finally gets a fire going and then we've got the 
chubby version of Tom Hanks dancing over the fire, saying, "I am the Lord of Fire. I've done this." And it's just, it's just, it just shows uh, how how warm, well, obviously warm, but how how fire can make the darkest night so much better, and even more so when you're stuck on a desert island and you need the fire to survive. But I just love the whole the whole scene of it when he does it, the excitement. I reckon Tom Hanks as well was probably doing it himself, and when he did finally get it lit himself. It probably, you know, there wasn't much acting there. I think it was just like, oh my God, I've finally done it. Eh. Uh, and I just like the whole the whole bit of it. And it just shows that, you know, he's going he's, he's gonna to survive a little while longer anyway. But that's my number five. Very good pick. All right. Well, so far we're off to a different start then. That's good. That's good. Because uh, that did not make my list, but it is a great scene. Yeah. Um, my number five is actually from 1942's Bambi. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. And it is the kind of the climax of the film, right? When the when the human hunters come back and their campfire spreads and it turns into this big conflagration that spreads through, you know, it becomes this wildfire that spreads through the forest and all the animals are on the run and it's it's um I picked it because it's a I think it's beautifully animated especially for when it came out you know no CGI or anything to enhance it but I think it's also like such a I mean I think when you think about Bambi aside from like everyone remembers that Bambi's mom died yeah 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 you know that's the thing but like when you think about the film kind of visually that's the scene that sort of always comes to mind is you know all these animals running through the forest and everything burning and it's just a really I think an intense film uh, an intense scene for a kids movie and I just think it's it's really striking visually so uh, yeah, so and you know, of course, it's been a while, but I'm always a sucker for a Disney film, and I'll I'll kind of squeeze them in when I can. So uh, that's my number five, Bambi. Excellent choice. I like that one. Yeah, didn't, I didn't even think of that one. Now it's been a year since I've seen Bambi. Thank you. Good choice. Okay, my number four is from a film I don't think you like, but it's a Coen Brothers film from 1991. It's Barton Fink. Uh, it's the one where John Turturro was a screenwriter back in the uh, 40s, I think it is early 40s, and he holds up in a hotel and befriends uh, John Gooden's character. Uh, who's a little bit, a little bit strange. Not sure what's going on, but then some police detectives tell Barton Fink that actually John Goodman's a murderer, and they've come to get him. But uh, they go up to get him, and the corridor just suddenly gets set up on fire, and John Goodman comes down, shouting and screaming and shooting people with a shotgun. And it's just, it's an amazing scene. It just suddenly flips. It's, it's a bit of a weird trippy film anyway, but that just flips everything, and it's he's like. He's like a demon from hell as he stalks down the corridor, and I just, I just love the whole aesthetic and the, the shot of it, and just the way it looks and everything. It just looks, uh, just looks amazing, and just is basically this this fire set off in your in your mind of, of from the film, which has been relatively quiet up until that point. But that's my number four. That's a very good, uh, a very good pick. Thank you. So I actually um, have never seen Barton Fink. So oh, that yeah. is, it's not that I don't like it, yeah. I, but I've actually never gotten around to watching it. So I, um, I'm, I think that's a good pick, but I don't, I don't really have any insights on it. So well, one I have to track down. No, you know. All right. <laughs> so my number four is uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And it is the scene where uh, Indy and his dad are tied back to back and they're trying to free themselves with the candle and Henry Sr. knocks over the candle and things catch on fire and there's the whole... Everything goes up in flames, and and Sean Connery is trying to like blow it out, and then of course he's like you know the whole thing with the you know they're trying to talk to each other. He's like Dad, what? Dad, what? Dad, what? Yeah. Like that whole thing. Like I just love that scene. Like I, it's a cool scene. There's a lot of fire, and I like there's a, the, our heroes are in danger, 
and it's fun to kind of watch everything go up so quickly. But I also love the humor in the scene, the interplay between the two of them and how it all starts and gets bigger. And Sean Connery's trying to keep it secret and put it out and, and just the confusion between them and, and then kind of how it all resolves where they make their way into the fireplace and they turn around. There's like a whole room full of Nazis there. And they're kind of like, you know, literally from the frying pan into the fire, you know, or I guess in this case, the fire into the frying pan. <laughs> um, it's just a great scene because it's tense and it's exciting and it's action packed. And it's also really funny and really humorous. And to me, it's the best thing about you know it's what makes indiana jones so great and why i've always loved those movies and probably it's part of why the last crusade is my favorite of the indiana jones movies so uh that's my number four well it's very good scene it's my number three hey look at that all right but for everything you say yeah i just love i love that bit where they both keep turning you know just saying the name and looking the wrong way but so many good scenes and just the way it builds up slowly just from the little accident and then suddenly the whole thing's on fire and as you say yeah just brilliant scene and it's got it just sums up Indiana Jones so well. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got Nazis. Yeah, and that's that's what you want in a good uh, Indiana Jones film. Absolutely. That's my number three. All right. So there's one one overlap. Let's see how it goes from here. Mm. Um, my number three is from 1986, and it is Aliens. And uh, the scene I'm referring to, uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool kind of flamethrower scenes in the film, but the one that I really like is at the end when Ripley and Newt make their way into the queen's egg chamber and Ripley's got the flamethrower and it's kind of primed and ready to go. And, you know, the, the alien warriors come creeping out, but she, she threatens yeah. the, the eggs with the flamethrower and the, and the queen like moves them back and she's all like, you know, they have kind of an understanding. And then Ripley is like, F you, and just goes whoosh with that flamethrower and sets all the eggs on fire and the alien queen starts screaming and it's, oh, it's so chaotic and it's so beautiful and horrifying at the same time. And I just love it because I think it's um it's so true to Ripley's character at that point to just be like, you know what? <laughs> There's no way I'm letting these things get out of here. And she is like, she, she'll she use that flamethrower to her advantage to try and get them to back off. And then she's like biting off the pin from the grenade and tossing it on your way out the door, you know? And I, I think that's just such a great scene. So that is my number three. An excellent choice. That one didn't make my scene, but my uh, my number two does involve a flamethrower. Okay. And it is uh, The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, there's a few good scenes with the flamethrowers, but the one I like is when uh, McCready is when he's been doing he's been doing the blood test using the flamethrower, but just the heat from it. Uh, but then he does it, and then one of the guys just starts shaking and moaning and starts splitting and turning into one of the things. And then they come in and set fire to him, but he, he's managed to bite the face off someone else. Mm -hmm. And then he's just there... Doing that horrible, uh, weird sound. They do the sound effect, which is brilliant. And he just bash, bashes around the room and smacks through the wall and goes outside. But that's, uh, yeah, all the flamethrower scenes are good in that one. But that's the one I, I like, do like the most. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even consider that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't even think of the alien one. I knew there was aliens one. I was, I knew there was like flamethrowers, but I was just going, well. But that is an amazing scene, the one with the queen. And you realize how intelligent they all are. Yeah. Right, and I guess that's kind of how I thought about the thing. I wasn't thinking about that specific. That's a great scene. Mm -hmm. um, he's got the whole thing where he's holding the wire in front of the flamethrower and heating it up and everything. Like That's so cool, and it just did that one didn't really dawn on me. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's why we do these lists, right? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. For my number two, I went with a film I'm not an overly huge fan of. I, I kind of like the second half. I don't really love the first half, but it's from 1976, and it is Brian De Palma's Carrie of course, oh, based yeah, on of the yeah, Stephen pick. King novel. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's not a film I, I love. I'm, I do like it. I, I do think that the second half is really amazing. Uh, the whole, like the last half hour of the film is basically like one giant slow motion sequence with like <laughs> yeah. almost no sound. It's, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating to watch it. But 
once the gym catches on fire and Carrie is walking around and, and, and she's covered in blood and there's all these flames behind her, I just think it's just such a visually memorable scene. It's so iconic. You know, you see any picture of Sissy Spacek either covered in blood or with flames behind her. You automatically know what it is. You automatically flash back to that scene. You can't not remember. And I love that the movie doesn't really pull any punches because for the most part, most of the kids die, if I recall correctly. Like, it is a huge tragedy. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much everybody in the gym dies, yeah. Right, right. It's not like, oh, she starts a fire, but everyone gets out. It's like, no, she starts a fire, and then she uses, like, the fire hose to, like, whack people around and then, like, ties up the doors, and everyone burns to death. And that's horrible, but it's also really gutsy for a filmmaker in Hollywood where they like to sanitize things. So I think it's just a great ending. It's just visually stunning, uh, and and it's a really iconic scene. So that's my number two, Carrie. An excellent choice. Uh, Well, my number one is from uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and it's from when Pippin finally manages to light minister to this beacon and the warning beacons of Gondor are lit throughout the White Mountains to go uh, and then the Rahiram muster to ride to aid Gondor from the, the hordes of Mordor and it's uh, I just love that it's just you just see the fire just from one mountain to another because the whole thing as well you go on Pippin is being stopped you know he keeps going no we need to light the beacon we need to light the beacon but you've got you know the guy eating the food going I'm doing all that stuff keep saying no but eventually right. it gets lit and then you just, I just love the way you see it going across the, the mountains from one to the other. And I also do think, you know, if that was really going on, that means there was always somebody up there, you know, next to them, just on the off chance that the beacons are going to get lit. But, wow, crazy. But, uh, no, I just think it's a real great visual and just shows how, in that situation, how messages were passed from great distances. And it just, I just, it's, you're suddenly going, yes, it's lit. Yeah, let's kick ass. Right, right, and, uh, right, right. That's my number one. Very good pick. I did not even think of that scene, to be honest. So mm. I guess we're going to have pretty different lists yeah, like we yeah, yeah. like we thought. All right, well, my number one, um, and I debated where to put this on the list, I'll be honest with you, because it, 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 it was a tough decision, but I ended up at number one, and it's from 1939, Ooh. and it is Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. That, and it that, is the scene. That almost my mildest, yeah. Yeah, where Atlanta is burning uh, during the Civil War. And I picked it because, again, I feel like it's another iconic scene, but it, and again, it's visually stunning, but I think it gets the edge because basically in 1939, it was all real. You know, there was no special effects at work yeah, here for the yeah. most part. I mean, they burned down a, a movie set, um, and then they have this you know, this silhouette of our characters and their horse-drawn carriage, like, riding in front of it. And it's... I, it's it was so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It really was. Uh, I saw Gone with the Wind when I was a kid, and that was the last time I saw it until maybe a few years ago. I watched it again from start to finish, and I fell in love with it. I, I was like, this is an amazing film. I'd never watched it as an adult, and I really think it's just an amazing, really fantastic film but that scene was so I remember watching it just like my jaw dropped it was so awestruck by it because I was like how did they do this in 1939 it was so it's so crazy and so remember it's a long scene like there's a lot going on and there's so many things burning and it's just it's a, it's a real centerpiece for that movie and you know I think there's very few things that look like it on film so uh, that got the edge for me even though I love all of these scenes, that that kind of to me was the number one, just because it's so big and grand and you know epic in scale. So so yeah, it's my number one. Gone with the wind. That's an excellent choice. Yeah, it's a, it is an amazing scene. Though. Thank yeah. you, thank it's you. A, it just goes to show if you do, as long as you've got enough cameras and the setup in the right places, then if you just burn something, you're going to make an amazing scene. But don't go out and do that. <laughs> you need to make sure you got permission and you know right. you got people there, safety. Don't do what they did back in the day then, where they just lit it and just said, "Oh, let's see what happens." An action. Right. <laughs> 
Exactly. That's pretty much what they did. And, you know, you, you, you know, it's easy to, to kind of now be like, that was a terrible idea, but I guess it worked okay. So in the time, in the, in the day, for the most part, you know, with rare exceptions. Yep. Yep. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so there you go. So, all right, well, there you have it. Those are our top five film scenes involving fire. I think that was a pretty hot list, Phil. It certainly is. It's, uh, I can't think of anything. It was on fire. That's too easy. You're uh, on fire, Mike. Oh, thank buttons. you, Phil. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing you, it. You, you as well. All right, well, there you go. Those are our top five scenes involving fire. A fun little list to put together. And yeah, that's going to wrap us up for now. So uh, until next week, we thank you greatly for listening. As always, I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the end. It's all good here. It's uh, getting a bit colder as autumn comes in. Oh. Oh. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's getting a bit chillier over here as autumn draws in. We've just checked. No. <laughs> just making sure we, we start off that blooper reel right, huh, Phil? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of still had to fit it on my list. It is from, I don't know what year it's from. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot to look that up. Uh, 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 Where have all my fire puns gone? I know, you're usually the pun master with uh, these things. It's like somebody, somebody just soaked me with... I can't even think of a sentence. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look up jokes about fire, but all I could find was jokes about being fired. Oh, uh, like, okay. You know. Although I did find one about fire that Go was... On. um, It's... I can't use it. It's too... It's too, like... I don't know. Maybe not. If you, <laughs> I, fi- I find it funny, which tells you something about me. <laughs> if you build a man a fire, he'll be warm for a couple of hours. If you set a man on fire, he'll be warm for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I find it amusing. Excellent. <laughs>